Welcome to the Evoke Greatness podcast. My name is Sunny, and this is my weekly podcast driven by my curious nature and fascination with the champion mindset. I have an insatiable hunger for growth and knowledge, and I'm dedicated to sharing the stories of myself and others and how we have navigated the journey to greatness, all while stumbling through valuable lessons along the way. I am a huge book nerd and a wee bit of a control enthusiast with an obsession for motivational coffee cups. I believe that a rising tide raises all ships, and I invite you along in this journey to evoke greatness. Welcome back to another episode of Evoke Greatness. Here we are at the end of the year, getting ready to close out 2021. I've been giving a lot of thought to some of the bad habits that I, and I'm sure others, have had through the year, and maybe they haven't served us very well. So these are the five bad habits to leave in 2021. Habit number one to leave behind in 2021 is multitasking. I mean, come on, there may be one out of 100 who can somehow pull this off well, but I think for the general population, this is nothing more than a recipe for poor productivity and inefficiency. I, like many of you, have gotten seemingly busier as this year has progressed. Despite my attempts at multitasking, I am finding I'm actually less productive, and it has really gotten me curious on this topic to find out the why behind this. Understanding the psychology and biology of how we develop habits that may be counterproductive for us, and how to break those routines and embrace new ones could help us turn things around. Habits are produced and ingrained through repetition. They are a normal part of life and are often helpful. We wake up every morning, hop out of bed, brush our teeth, all without being aware of it, as if we're on autopilot. When behaviors become automatic, it gives us an advantage because the brain does not have to really think to perform the activity, and it frees us up to focus on different things. Habits that aren't necessarily good for us, such as smoking, overeating, and overworking, involve the brain's dopamine system. Dopamine is that feel-good chemical that transmits signals between neurons in the brain. The first time you engage in new rewarding behavior, you get a feeling or a sense of exhilaration from doing it as a result of that dopamine release. Multitasking has become a favorite sport for many of us. It might seem like you're accomplishing multiple things at the same time, but what you're really doing is quickly shifting your attention and focus from one thing to the next. Coach Dana Cavalia, former director of performance for the New York Yankees, deep dives into this topic in his book, Habits of a Champion. He talks about having an afternoon workout and stretch session with the great Mo Rivera one afternoon when he asked him, how do you get it done night after night? The biggest situations, game on the line, the crowd going wild. How do you do it? He was referencing Mo's incredible and consistent pitching performance, to which Mo replied, buddy, I do three things. First, I quiet the noise. Second, I slow everything down. And third, I throw one pitch at a time. This hit me hard. It resonated deeply with me because the world is flying at us. Our brain is like an internet browser where a thousand tabs are open. And we have work priorities. We have our family and life priorities. We have social media. And this constant feed or stream of information is coming at us 100 miles an hour. And it's difficult for us to even process, let alone be productive in. So I plan to leave multitasking in 2021 and be intentional with my time as I continue to refine my habits and productivity. I will work to have only one tab open at a time, one task to complete at a time, 
and I will be diligent in quieting the noise. A book I'd recommend on this topic is Habits of a Champion by Coach Dana Calalia. Habit number two to leave behind in 2021 is imposter syndrome. Psychology Today had an interesting description of this, and that is, people who struggle with imposter syndrome believe that they are undeserving of their achievements and the high esteem in which they are in fact generally held. They feel that they aren't as competent or intelligent as others might think, and that soon enough people will discover the truth about them. Those with imposter syndrome are often well accomplished. They may hold high office or have numerous academic degrees. Man, this was something I struggled with for many years. I can still remember my very first group meeting as a leader. I sat there terrified, waiting for someone to stand up and say, what is she doing here? She has no idea what she's doing. The gig is up. I thought every promotion was a complete and total fluke. It has only been a handful of years since I came into really finding myself and developing a sense of grounded confidence. My way of being today is deserving and grateful. American Psychological Association's research suggests up to 80% of people have felt this way before, but most most commonly it occurs in women. Additionally, there's been some research done around a perceived confidence gap between men and women. It references a study that showed men will apply for a position if they meet only 60% of the criteria for the job, and women will not apply unless they meet 100% of the criteria. If this is something that you have secretly struggled with, I would encourage you to do the work to unpack this. Figure out what causes you to feel this way. It was a huge step for me. Then I would challenge you to embrace the idea that you worked really hard for what you have and that you too are deserving of it. I tell newly promoted leaders to show up scared, but with their fierce jacket on. I'm a firm believer in fake it till you make it. I started showing up scared but in a way that mirrored what I wanted to become while doing the work to actually become it. A book I'd recommend on this topic is Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. The third bad habit to leave behind in 2021 is overloading your schedule. This goes for both work and home. We have become a society that feels productive only when we're working 80-hour work weeks. Having our kids and ourselves enrolled in three sports, numerous groups, lessons, I mean, the list could go on and on. The first thing that this makes me think of is meetings at work. You know, the old death by meeting schedule. When you run meetings back to back, you don't allow for a buffer of when a call goes over or you even have to take a bio break between calls. When you don't start or stop meetings on time, it will inevitably damage your entire day of meetings. The same goes for back-to-back sports and other commitments. This is definitely an area that I need to continue working on. I've been trying to make it a part of my evening routine at 8 p.m. to review my schedule for the following day communicating any needed changes. Problems usually arise when the meetings are added to your schedule that same day. You got to navigate through the day, day by day. When we feel rushed with our time, we are not as effective and can forget important aspects. Busy and productive can often be confused with one another. Being busy has to do with how you spend your time, whereas productivity has more to do with what you accomplish. When busyness is glorified, It presents an opportunity to impact our emotional and mental health and can lead to not only an increase in stress, but also a decrease in self-esteem and the feeling of self-worth. A book I'd recommend on this topic is Deep Work by Cal Newport. The fourth bad habit to leave behind in 2021 is an unhealthy lifestyle. Now, this is a broad topic, but I'm specifically referring to food and sleep. Living an unhealthy lifestyle can wreak havoc on your body and mind. 
One of the biggest health challenges in the U.S. and many other countries is overeating. Obesity is one of the leading risk factors of premature death, and 39% of adults over 18 are overweight, and that was from a study in 2016. With our very busy lifestyles, we have become a society of convenience and immediate gratification. I am guilty of this. There are times that I make an active decision to stop and get something versus taking the time to make dinner or lunch. There are also times that we plan and meal prep, but we're not always mindful of what that balance looks like. I'm sure it's not just me who's felt the difference in your body between eating well and eating poorly. After even a few consecutive meals of either too much food or not overly healthy food, you feel uncomfortable. You feel sluggish. You can even experience some mental fogginess. Conversely, after a few days of eating well, it can make you not only feel good in your body, but it does wonders for your mental clarity as well. Being intentional and making small changes in your day can make a significant difference. Packing your lunch or dinner, meal prepping or putting dinner in the crock pot that morning so that after a long day, you don't have to come home and face another decision of what to eat or to cook. Even when traveling, I try to pack healthy snacks and do some meal prep. I've gotten to be quite pro at packing and traveling with food. So much so that if the TSA ever pulls my food bag, they usually are super curious and inquire about my food and how I do it all. It's rather comical. Sleep can be just as important to your health as the food you put in your body. When grinding out work and life, our sleep usually suffers. When our minds get overstimulated or exhausted, we tend to have trouble falling asleep. Our habitual electronic device consumption impairs our circadian rhythm and throws our schedules completely off kilter. Per a sleep foundation study, nearly 95% of people surveyed said they'd use devices within an hour of going to sleep. How many of you have ever done this or had your phone at bedtime when you couldn't fall asleep? You pick up your phone and you start scrolling. Yep, my hand is raised here as well. And not enough sleep or rest can also affect our memory and our ability to clearly think in addition to mood changes. To work on improving the quality of your sleep, here are a few suggestions. Avoid eating any big meals or drinking caffeine or alcohol too close to when you plan to go to sleep. Probably most important, try to shut off your device an hour and a half prior to bedtime. Decreasing the stimulation in blue light can greatly improve your ability to fall asleep, as well as the actual quality of your sleep. A book I'd recommend reading on this topic is The Ripple Effect by Greg Wells. And the fifth and final habit to leave behind in 2021 is caring about other people's opinions. How much of what you do or don't do on a daily basis is driven by what others think? I mean, I really want you to stop and give this some thought. So much of my life was driven by this. I can remember being back in junior high, acting a certain way to fit in. Or for God's sake, in high school, smoking my first cigarette to be cool and fit in. One thing I wish I could go back and tell my younger self are the wise words of Rachel Hollis. Other people's opinions are none of your business. Even as an adult, people's opinions or fear of people's opinions influenced my life. I was so worried that people wouldn't like me or would think what I said was dumb. And it seems so silly now, but more of my life was controlled by this than not. And I allowed that. If you struggle with this in any way, I hope you hear my story and that you do the work to find your own value. You were created to do amazing things in this world. And if you don't find your way to becoming authentic, you will never get to see what you're totally capable of. The world does not need more duplication of others. The world needs you and your gifts and talents. Today, if you know me, you know I don't hold back. 
nor do I just go with the flow. And maybe that is why I am so strong in my stance today is too many years of not being true to myself. And this has made me fearlessly authentic where I stand today. I have my own mind and thoughts. And while I value others' input, they do not have the same influence over me as they once did. A book I'd recommend on this topic is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. One last book recommendation covering habits in general is a really fantastic book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I deeply encourage you to evaluate the habits that are a normal part of your routine. The good ones and the not so good ones. Take a look at those that may not be serving you and do the work to unpack the why behind that. Sometimes you can do that alone and sometimes you may need outside help. Do not ever be ashamed of exploring these things as they can only lighten the load you bear. I hope you get value out of me sharing my journey of the roads I've navigated and some that I'm still navigating. I read a lot of books, listen to podcasts, videos, and content of others more educated and experienced in the areas that I need help in. And I value their journey, even if it's different than mine. The last thing I will leave you with is an awesome quote by Tracy Ellis Ross. I am learning every day to allow the space between where I am and where I want to be to inspire me and not terrify me. As we ring in the new year, please do not put your energy towards creating New Year's resolutions. 80% of New Year's resolutions fall off the map in fiery failure by mid-February. Instead, I wish you a year full of exploration and wonder, self-discovery and growth, joy and fulfillment. After all, we only get one go round in this beautiful life. Thanks for listening today. I hope you'll stick around. If you liked this episode, will you do me a favor? Go leave a review and share what you liked about it. Or heck, share what you didn't like about it. You'll struggle to find someone more open to feedback. And if you have ideas or comments on an episode, you can actually leave me a voice message directly. If you go to evokegreatness.com on the Contact Me tab, you can hit a button and leave me a voicemail. Y'all know I love a good quote, so I will leave you with this from Jeremy Coates. Being a champion has nothing to do with sports. It's a mindset, a skill of looking at challenges that seem impossible and rising up to overcome.